3: Why did the farmer trade cow manure for goat poop? It was a dung deal. Did you hear about the robot that went skinny dipping? It was quite shocking.
2: From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. Why am I saying now a podcast after, like, 15 years of doing it as a podcast? I don't know a little too lazy to change the script. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical pr- tish, practitioner. <laughs> gives, oh, boy, this is going to be a good one. Who gives me street cred with the whack alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my wife, Tacey, uh, who is my partner in this and all things. Hello, Tacy. Hello. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the Internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347 766 3, that's 347 Poohhead. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over. Take it, oh God, talking it over with your healthcare provider. Really just too lazy to go back and do it over again and do it right. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Uh, Check out stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs. Still working on... uh uh, drsteve.com all the stuff is still there it's just in different places so click around if you see the three dots click on that all those menus will come back and uh, i'll have it up it just as soon as i have five minutes to work on it and uh check out dr scott's website at simply and then tacy and i are doing patreon at patreon.com weird medicine the gino visconti um Show will be edited today and up today. So if you're hearing this, well, that's my plan anyway. um, I have to. It was an hour long. It was supposed to be 15 minutes of him just yelling at us, and then now I have to listen to the whole thing to cut out certain words that I even you know even on Patreon I'm not putting on there because Patreon is leaky too. People can post. Look at what Dr. Steve's allowing his guests to say. So anyway. Uh, All the stuff about the vaccine, that's fine. Whatever he wants to say, that's his thing. But they're just, like I said, some naughty words (laughs) that I can't. (laughs) And I I told Anthony about it when I was on uh, last week. And he said, what what a a surprising (laughs) thing to have happen. (laughs) Gino said something inappropriate. And, uh, yeah, if you want a cameo done in the studio – Go to weirdmedicine.com slash, uh, no, sorry, no go to cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. I'll say fluid to your mama. We're going to do one today here in the studio. Say you want to do it in the studio. If you want me to do it from Rochester, February 3rd, uh, get tickets at watplive.com. But if you can't come, uh, send me a cameo request, and I'll, you know, get some celebrity to do it with me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Z-list celebrity, but a celebrity nonetheless. Have I made it to Z Z-list celebrity yet, do you think? No.
4: Double (laughs) A? Me neither. Maybe a double A. Maybe I'm a double A. Well, like a a (laughs) Z and
2: double A. Yeah, Yeah, and that we might be triple A. Okay, that's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good for me. We're... Yeah, if... um, (laughs) If Pete... Okay, so here's the the difference, or the distance. Our friend who was on our Patreon with us, Pete Davidson... He's probably our most famous friend. Mm-hmm. The difference between him and us is like um, um, Michael Jordan to basically me playing basketball. Right? <laughs> Either one of us or <laughs> both of us together. It's kind of the, it's, it's, the, it's all, the, very, the scale is about the same, too. Yeah, so you agreed. Anyway. All right. And uh, don't forget to check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's Simply Herbals. Oh, oh, what did you bring? What did you, you bring? I brought you what is that? good. Uh-oh, what is this? That's the CBD see. nasal spray. Oh, now you're, we're, you know, we're not. this is not an advertisement. No, no, no. It's just a gift for you. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank a good, you. Good yeah. for you. I'm very excited. Now, this looks like it's got um, the new and improved sprayer, too. Am yep. I correct? Yep. Oh, yeah? Okay, I'm going to do some right Special
4: now. Special order for Yeah,
2: so tell us what's in this stuff. So, peppermint oil, a little vasodilator. Yes. So the peppermint oil is for? Well, it's, um... You don't want a vasodilator, in those. you mean a vasoconstrictor? Vasoconstrictor. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous Oh yeah, now. but, but it's got, it's, oh, this is a thousand times better. It's got a nice little bit of uh, CBD. Oh, it's got an like, earthy CBD oil kind oil of oil cannabisy oil. sort of That's smell. Not oil. that I would know. No sir. Taste? You want to try it? No, I'm just.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> good. It up thank my you. Nose.
2: Good for you. That is now you've really done it. Now train. we're into some things. So uh, you have buffered saline. Mm-hmm. Yep. Little honey. And uh honey, a little bit of salt.
5: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Sodium. Yep. Sodium chloride. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. In uh, just a little bit. Oh, we'll just put a little bit in But well, you have it measured out properly. Right. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and then just dump you some know me CBD
2: and a little meth and, and Miles,
4: some fentanyl Miles in there, and a perfect. And say the
2: witches, the the bitches brew. Yeah, the, you know, the bitches brew. I used to do uh when I was in. uh You know, I I got my Undergraduate in television production or radio, television, motion pictures, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Hmm. And uh, I used to call it the Miles Davis technique. And if I ever made a mistake, I'd just say I meant to do it. That way. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we always said. Miles did. Something. Right, um, you know, sometimes. Miles no was amazing. A, there's no such thing as a wrong note. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Correct. And there's no such thing as a wrong tracking shot. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I have, um, a little something that I was going to talk about and it, now I can't. Oh, here it is. Okay. I found it. Um, so I saw this article. I've been going back and forth with a couple of people ever since I was on Anthony's show this week because of course we always have to talk about the vaccine and so now I'm a shill for Pfizer. It's like no, I'm I'm a absolutely anti-mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you should mandate something that hasn't been uh, approved by the FDA. And even then I'm I'm not convinced. I mean, you have to make a pretty good argument to mandate something. Yeah. And uh, I think it's people's choice. And you look at the evidence, and you know, yeah, the vaccine absolutely uh, causes myocarditis in some, particularly young men. But you know what else does too? The virus, and the virus does it. And if you look at, you just, you know, it's not my data. You look at the data; it's 25, 27 times more. Now, I, I, I don't want to fall. Um, victim to using that relative risk. We've been talking about relative versus absolute risk. Uh, the absolute risk is still very low. So you could have the absolute risk uh, absolutist saying, well, the absolute risk is tiny. The risk to the individual is very low. But then you would have the relative risk absolutist that would say, well, 27% or, or you know, or no, I'm sorry, 27 times better. Uh, um, um, you know, suppression of myocarditis if you get the vaccine is uh, is important, too. So I don't know. But the thing is, now, the data I don't have, and if somebody asked me about this, I'd have to say you got a good point. So I'm just going to give it to you now. I am not aware that we have data that shows if you have the vaccine and then you get COVID that there is a commensurate decrease in myocarditis. I don't know. I don't know that anybody has that data. Hmm. So we know that the vaccine causes 27 times less myocarditis. Well, maybe it's just weaker anti uh, you know antigenic antigenically mm-hmm. to make up a word. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's just weaker uh, as far as its immune response than the virus. Maybe so the virus is more likely to cause myocarditis. But what if you know the vaccine is not much good if it doesn't prevent it? If you then get the virus, right. you know, because we know that the vaccine is not. It's leaky. It's not perfect uh, uh, for—not even close to perfect for preventing cases. No. It is pretty effective for preventing hospitalization and and death, though, in in the right people. But anyway, so I've been going back and forth about that. So now I'm a shill for Pfizer. And then one of them I just said— you're aware that I'm anti-mandate, right? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, then, you know, let's, let's move <laughs> they on. They don't care. <laughs> well, it's like, listen to the whole thing. Yep. And um, so anyway, uh, this is a great article, though. And um, it says, FDA vaccine advisors, quote, disappointed, unquote, and, quote, angry, that early data about new COVID-19 booster shot wasn't present for review last year. And I just, I put this up as a tweet. I said, oh, they're angry and disappointed. It's good to know. Yeah. You know, for the trans, the lack of transparency, that's what this article is about. This was about Moderna. This is not a Pfizer thing what, that showed uh, the updated booster might not be any more effective at preventing COVID-19 infections than the original shots. Matter of fact, I think in their study, uh, the people who did not get the vaccine in their placebo group, 1.9% of them—let me see if I can find the numbers in this article—1.9% uh, of them got uh, COVID, and in the vaccine group, it was 3.7%. Now, there's lots of things—okay. Um, Sorry. Let me see. Okay. Well, among subjects with no evidence of prior infection, as well as those with evidence of prior infection, disease incidence rates were 2.4% for the group that received the original vaccine and 2.5% for those that got the booster. So uh, let's see. I I know that there was another now. And then they say they go on to say that we're angry and disappointed, but it wouldn't have changed our opinion. Okay, then why are you angry and disappointed then? But the the truth is that, you know, they weren't transparent. They didn't they didn't reveal all of this stuff. It may not have made any difference, but you have to you can't. it, It looks bad. Right. It already looks bad. You've got people who don't trust. Now they don't trust. Scientific journals, they don't trust the New England Journal of Medicine, Journal of the American Medical Association, you know, really top-notch journals that have real peer review. People aren't trusting that. They're not trusting our institutions, the FDA. They're not trusting the pharmaceutical companies, They're not trusting the WHO. I mean, people don't trust anybody. They don't trust the newspaper, but they, they do trust – you know, certain sources on Reddit and stuff like that, which neither here nor there. Sometimes those sources are more accurate. I will tell you this. Joe Rogan's take on ivermectin was more uh, accurate than CNN's for the longest time. And uh, so, so how do you know? You know, and I mean, who's vetting what Joe's saying? Well, you just have to, you know, we always say do your research. Well, I've yeah. done my research, so I know some things. Uh, and that I disagree with certain people about. But this is bullshit. Yeah. And um, for them to have gone, ooh, I don't know if they're going to pass this if we show. I mean, that's what it looks like. And it, it doesn't help yeah. with the trust of the pharmaceutical industry, the FDA and everybody. And uh, so that's my hot take on that is, that, you know, not not. Presenting all your data in front of the FDA is bullshit. Yeah, okay. it really is. It's like cherry, pick, <laughs> cherry picking what you want to tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't do uh, that. Yeah. And then because it, they're going to find out later. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've, they, we've already paid them uh, $2.5 billion or something. Say, I don't know the right number of that. Uh, together, the updated boosters from Pfizer and Moderna cost $5 billion to the taxpayers. We paid for that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm looking for that. There was other data here. I, between the vaccinated and unvaccinated were there. It was surprising. I can't find the numbers now. Of course I can't, because I uh, my highlighted version of this disappeared between when I did show prep and now. But but anyway. So that's um, that's I'm we're angry and disappointed too. Um, Mr. and Ms. Doctor and Professor FDA Vaccine Advisors. <laughs> Glad to know that they're upset about it. But anyway, all right, Tacey, you had something, right?
3: Yes, I have. Well, uh, wait a
2: minute. This is uh, we have a new theme song for you. This is um, this is Tacey's topic time. <laughs> it's time for Tacey's topic time. <laughs> With Casey, right. That's actually Carl from Who Are These podcast playing that, and that is the Harrison, uh, <laughs> Harrison Blake Young theme song. Sounds like Emily in
3: Paris.
2: does kind of sound like that because we're all about that right now. Yes. Um, ooh, did I say that? Yes, you Uh-oh. did. Uh-oh. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> um, so Yeah, but anyway, uh, Harrison Young, I was on his show. It is on public access in uh, somewhere in Massachusetts near Boston, and it was loads of fun to do. It's not up right now. He, Harrison is a different guy. He's a very different kind of dude. And uh, he was profiled on WATP, and he took it so well that now everybody loves him. And Carl was on his show, and I was trying to get on before Carl, so just to kind of blow up his spot a little bit. But, it, of course, he's always one step ahead of me. Got on the week before, but— um, uh, it was fun. Half the time, his Boston accent is so thick, I could not understand the questions he was asking me. Right. So I just was going, hey, I don't know what you're saying, <laughs> but here's this other thing I could tell you about. <laughs> So I don't, we'll see if he keeps all that stuff in there. But it was funny. But that's his theme song, and uh, Carl did it on uh, guitar. So that's your new theme song, Daisy. Well, okay. I, well, right. I was going to hate to interrupt. I was going to say, but I missed just. I was Oh watching. yeah. Oh had, yeah. You were supposed to be there. Yeah,
4: I was supposed to come. I had a I have a two hundred and fifty gallon saltwater tank. I mean it's huge in my living room. Yeah. And I did, when I when I called you, I thought I had a leak outside, which I did. Well there was a daylight that day. We had like
2: yeah. a um uh, uh, almost like a tornado or a yeah. downdraft or something. And I'm like, "Oh my God, his yeah. his house is flooded." Yeah. He said, "I can't yeah. be on Harrison yeah. Young because yeah. my house is flooded." And I'm yeah. thinking, "Oh yeah. Lord." Oh yeah, I didn't realize. You better go. I had two problems. I had one outside. We had
4: that storm was so bad it blew a bunch of debris in our gutter, and the water was pouring out like endo almost in oh, our house. Oh uh, <laughs> wow, that is
1: very interesting. Please tell me more. <laughs> and
4: then I got, but but my
2: my ta- my fish tank was the problem. Um, the only reason I'm letting you tell this story is yeah. because I was so concerned yeah. for you and your house, and oh, then I find out it's a effing fish it tank. Was,
4: well, but it was two things. But you missed Harrison. I Young had, for to, re, a fish I had tank. to replumb this entire damn fish tank. It was awful, and then I had to climb up on the roof because we had another storm coming at night. So well, I was that's up on the roof because you're an dark. idiot.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so thanks for the sympathy,
2: Doctor Steve. In the dark, <laughs> you climbed I'm, on your I'm roof. <laughs>
3: No you sympathy. You yeah,
2: climbed was, on the roof. Yeah, last, that in night in the in the dark after yeah. a deluge. Yeah, that's correct. Well, yeah, that's because devil. you're an idiot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, much smart, much dude. So. It was awful. God,
2: well, I'm uh, it's bad. I would have much okay. rather been with you. I can promise it, you that everything's okay now. Yeah, thank Okay, good. Yeah. We were gonna play, uh, put me down a pallet on your floor for Harrison Young yeah. and kill yeah. five minutes. Yep, yep. Yes, Instead, yes. I had to talk about. <laughs> about <laughs> urethral meatus and try to say it in such a way that it was okay for cable access. Oh, my God. Anyway. All right, Tase, what do you got?
3: Okay. I have two little small stories. Okay. Um, the first one is that kids under 14 are dying of fentanyl poisoning faster than any other age group, Ew. according to a new analysis from Families Against Fentanyl. And fentanyl poisoning occurs when, when people become in contact with Or accidentally ingest the synthetic opioid, um, which is about 50 to 100 times more important, more potent than morphine. Yeah,
2: 100 micrograms, 100 micrograms, that's 100, you know, millionths of a gram is um, equivalent to 30 milligrams of oral morphine. Mm. And they, you know, when you take a little spoon and go, well, let's take some fentanyl powder and put it in here, you're putting, you know milligram to gram amounts in there.
3: Yeah, and I wonder how much of this is is accidental or these kids are like, hey, let's try this, you know? Well, I mean, it, it sounds like some of it is accidental. and Well, it's and, all
2: accidental. Yeah, I mean, they're not killing themselves on purpose.
3: No, uh, good point. And um, between 2019 and 2021, the CDC said that deaths 14 and under increased faster than among any other US age group. Ugh.
2: Well, they're smaller. So it might take less mm-hmm. to kill them. And uh, I'll tell you what I've been seeing. And uh, I, I've had a bunch of people in my um, practice who have had positive THC, So they're, and they're doing street pot. In Tennessee, mm-hmm. it's not medical marijuana, it's legal. Yep. So if you're a cancer patient, you want pot, you either have to do the dronabinol pill, which is synthetic uh, delta-9 THC, or you have to buy it on the street. Mm-hmm. And if you're buying it on the street, um, the you know, just north of us in yeah. Virginia. Yeah. There, right, I was
4: I to say cross a couple of state lines. Well, you just
2: one it. state line, yeah. there is medical marijuana. Yeah. And if you go into a dispensary, you can say, I, I, you know, I want something to sleep. I want something to wake me up. I want to laugh. I want to uh, eat. You know, I want to be hungry. And they can give you stuff. Well, if you go to your dealer... They just have a bale of pot. So if they want to compete with the dispensaries, they have to put a little uh, fentanyl and, you know, lace that in the pot to for the sleepy pot. And then they'll put methamphetamine in the other pot and say, this is the pot. stuff, this is your wake up pot. And uh, we have seen tons and tons and tons of this. Sometimes there's buprenorphine in it, but it's mostly fentanyl. Well, it's mostly fentanyl, buprenorphine, and and methamphetamine. That is uh, adult, you know, this adulterated marijuana. And we used to be pretty tolerant, but now it's gotten dangerous. So what we really need to do is, if if that's going to be the response to having legal marijuana up above us it's not the response isn't crack down on it mm-hmm. our cancer patients need it just legalize it just yeah. let's get it over with because if you get your pot from a dispensary it is highly highly unlikely to the point where it's vanishingly small Odds that they're going to be lacing their product with methamphetamine because they'll just get shut down. Exactly, the yeah. first gummy that goes out of there that somebody finds out they've got meth, and oh, you know they'll shut down. Those they're are so screwed. Millions yeah. of dollars of investment to set up one of those places. In uh, Virginia, I believe that they have to do the extraction and the manufacturing on site. So, uh, not a hundred. It's highly regulated, it's, I mean, but it is highly regulated. Yep.
4: Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, see the quality you can trust. You know, like almost, it's regularly like a
2: pharmacy. Yep. You know, yep. Yeah. It yep. really is. Up there, really, I, the person running the one that I know about is a pharmacist. It may be that you have to be. I never looked into it. I don't know. You might be right. Yeah. It would make sense,
4: though, because, I mean, and, I, and I'm and i with you, and I've heard of another, well, let's just say I heard a story the other day of of someone who had um, thought they were getting a, a certain street drug and, and tested positive for um, fentanyl. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. We've seen
4: cocaine was laced with fentanyl. Really? Now yep. Why would
2: they do that? Just yeah. another white just powder. To cut it, yeah, and yeah. just
4: to cut, it. and I think to make it more addictive. I guess maybe. Yeah, it's awful.
2: There's That's terrible. Um,
4: yeah, it's awful.
2: We're seeing fentanyl pills that are stamped as if they're Xanax. All yep. kinds of stuff like yep. that. So uh, what I, and. I've said this from day one, 2007. I'm not a namby-pamby, just say no type of person. But it is getting more dangerous out there to mess oh, around gosh, yeah. with street drugs. Even if you think you're getting a prescription drug mm-hmm. that you're buying from somebody, you know, it's stamped right. and You look at it. You do a pill identifier, and it's correct, and it's still the wrong thing. No and uh, we've had we had somebody on this show that was several years ago that bought Alprazolam or Xanax, from what they thought was a Canadian pharmacy. When the box came, it was stamped the Seychelles, which is off the coast of Africa. And uh, what was really in it was Haloperidol, which is a major tranquilizer, also known as Haldol. We used to use it for... Um, psychotic people will still use it for agitation, things mm-hmm. like that. It has a similar enough effect that some people might be fooled by it, but it can also cause some serious side effects. One in particular called uh, dystonic torticollis, where your, your head turns sideways. Yeah. I had a Well, let's say I heard of a case once um, when I was in residency of a guy that came into the emergency room and his head was turned like he like the um, exorcist, no. you know, it was turned yeah. beyond where and he couldn't no he couldn't unturn it. He oh, couldn't gosh. look forward. It was just turned to the side. Oh. And um, I said, what have you been doing? He said, man, I've been doing speed all day. I've been doing speed. And I don't know. I said, That's weird. Speed reaction, and he said, "Well, call my mom; she's got it." And so his mom had been giving him speed all day. And I got a hold of the mom, and she said, "I said, can you read to me what's on?" She said, "Well, I've got a bottle of this speed." And I said, "Can you read to me on it?" And she said, "Sure. It's N A V A N E, and it was Navane, which again is another antipsychotic." And so he was taking. Mega doses of antipsychotics, thinking it was speed and wondering why he wasn't getting speedy. But then his head kept turning to the side. Oh, that's oh terrible. rats. And so I went in and I gave him one dose of uh, a medication called cogentin uh, intravenously. And his head just went back to normal. He's like, whoa, hey, thanks. And, you know, he was See you later. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. And I'm like, no more speed, dude. Jesus. <laughs> Come oh, on. My so my concern is, so I'm, I'm not an ambi pamby, just say no. None of us in here really are. Uh, but um, if you've ever had a pill that you got from the pharmacy that wasn't what it was supposed to be, that happened to our friend not too long ago, who got uh, Cymbalta instead of her PPI? Don't say her name, but.
3: I wasn't going to. Okay, okay, I'm just, okay.
2: Wasn't and that what it was? She, yes. She it was, was supposed to get her stomach medicine. Yes. And they gave her an antidepressant instead. Mm-hmm. And she wondered why her reflux was so bad. Oh, good. Why she was feeling weird. Oh. And it happened. She
3: was feeling really weird I and bet. just terrible. And,
2: Especially, she never and taken coming
3: off before. of it was awful for her. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so she had problems with that, too. So she had reflux and she had withdrawal from the Cymbalta because she'd taken it for a long time. Okay. And the, my point is not to not trust your pharmacist. Always, obviously, check. Sure. If you get something, you should always do that. Yeah. Uh, you should check when you go to the grocery store. Make sure that the, all the things that you thought were in there were in there. But uh, the the thing is, is that that might happen one time out of a um, yeah, Let's just say a million scripts, yeah. 100,000 scripts is very rare, yep. but it happens. But if I can't 100% trust my farmers, I can trust them 99.99999% of the time, but I can't trust them 100%. Why would I trust somebody that's just selling me something off the street? I'm sorry. I just Pulling it out of his, his back pocket. Particularly, yeah, or under their nuts <laughs> yeah. like they did when I was in the uh, Bahamas.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, um, yeah, they were. You, you witnessed somebody pulling stuff out there. Yeah, no, they were trying to sell it to me, and they're like, you know, hey, you want some? You want some pot? And I'm like, I don't think so. And then he reaches into his pants and pulls it out from under his scrotum, and he's got these dime bags of pot, and it's it's like in the Bahamas. I highly, I think highly illegal. It's like, dude, put that away. I'm not giving you any money. I'll give you money to go away. I don't want yes, your stuff. Yes, but anyway. Um so yeah, why would I trust that? No. And particularly now, my my message is a little bit more um acidic because I've seen these things and it's getting more dangerous. In the age of fentanyl, street drugs have become a little bit more well, shit, a lot more dangerous. Yeah. As the Number of pills that are prescribed by physicians decreases. And I, I listen, we've thrown out the baby with the bathwater on for some of our chronic pain patients, no question about Agreed. it. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, I actually, Tennessee's response to it was really good. Uh, that they said, listen, if you've been on opioids for no- more than 90 days, we're going to leave you alone. We're going to try to prevent future cases of people who are um, uh, who are injured by being put on opioids as a normal prescription. Okay. So they're limiting the amount that you can give for post-surgical procedures and stuff. But if you've been on it 90 days, it doesn't apply to you. Okay, And I, I when I first Realized that it was like this is a rule that has some common sense so and it's kind of like okay this bunch of people we're going to deal with them later maybe you know if they need to get them into counseling we now have two or three Mm -hmm. places here where we used to have zero Mm -hmm. for uh, drug counseling so and that's increased uh, throughout the country to some degree so we're doing something about the demand but anyway um. Fuck. I don't remember what I was talking about. Anyway, but you are a yeah. they are. They're making some good strides forward. Shit. I had a point to make. Oh, yeah, and I got off on the rabbit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? You were dreaming
2: of 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 the. Well, I was dreaming of the great, great of point. Lead. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> in the what state it was. Of Tennessee. What were we talking about? <laughs> 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 You could, we could be.
3: Can I do a my now, new story a now?
2: Thumbnail because of a giant. You're, yeah, you're just
3: getting weird.
2: Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was doing pot talk. Yeah. Go ahead, taste. Okay,
3: so a California woman contracts HPV related nail cancer following a visit to a salon.
2: Nail? What?
3: Yes, it was a new salon. Her salon was booked, and her cuticle got nicked. It got nicked deep. And okay. the wound didn't heal. After months and months and many doctor visits, her doctor sent her to a dermatologist. And she got a skin cancer diagnosis, cell carcinoma. Okay, yes. Which was caused by high-risk HPV stage 1. The doctor said almost every skin cancer involving fingers or nails have been associated with high-risk HPV, and it's in younger patients. Mm. But the vaccine prevents it.
2: Yeah, so the Gardasil mm-hmm. will prevent cancer from HPV-16 and the other one. So get your kids vaccinated. We wow. got ours vaccinated. Yeah, it doesn't stop them from getting HPV. It mm-hmm. just get, it stops them from dying from the bad kind of HPV.
4: Yeah, I still wonder, though, I mean, if that's the case, I, I wonder why they don't change the, the recommendations and they can't get the shots even if you're older than a teenager. I, I mean, think I you should
2: be able to do a yeah. serologic test because yeah. they're saying, listen, if you've already been exposed to it, it doesn't do any good. Okay. And maybe it does some harm in that case. I can't imagine that it does. But, okay, so they're saying, yeah, but they increased it to 23. Gotcha. But I think if you're, if you know, if something, God forbid, happened to Tacy, and I, I would go get a serologic test, say you've never been exposed to HPV-16, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hell, sign me up. Give me a shot, baby. <laughs>
4: I'm cutting loose. <laughs> That's right.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway. Ugh. Oh. I do remember what I was going to say. We were throwing the baby out with the bathwater with with um, the uh, uh, ch- chronic pain patients. But we have decreased the amount of opioids that are on the market that are prescription opioids. And as you see that falling precipitously since 2010, mm-hmm. you see the a number of overdoses from opioids rising at an almost exponential rate. Now, why is that? It's because... When you're taking prescription drugs, you sort of know, hey, I'm 40 milligrams of oxycodone is sort of my jam, but when you get a little packet of powder and somebody's dumped fentanyl in it, and you, there's yeah. no way to know how much is in there, mm-hmm. um, then uh, it's much more dangerous. So anyway, that sure. was that was the point I was getting That was at. a good point. Good point. Thank you. That Thank was you. well worth it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and get your kids vaccinated for Thank the Gardasil. You. That one is FDA approved. It's been demonstrated to work very well, and we are going to see – Continued decreases in deaths from cervical cancer because of that um, vaccine. We're already seeing significant decreases in precancerous lesions. Hadn't been out really long enough for women to get old enough to start.
3: Well, and you wouldn't think HPV on a finger, right? Yeah. You wouldn't think that. Sure. So if you've got a it's place. It's a damn that's cancer not, virus. Yeah. It, it, if you've got a place that's not healing, Go to the dermatologist.
2: Yeah, that's true. Get it checked out. Good point, Tase. You know, uh, yeah, HPV, that one, wherever it goes, you could have problems. If it ends up in your um, nasopharynx, because I don't know, perhaps you... Put your mouth someplace, and it was quite delightful at the time. But you got a little virus in there uh, that can cause head and neck cancer. Mm, yes. Um, if secretions and fluids dry, you know drip down and get in your anus, it can cause rectal cancer. I'll assume that's how that happens. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, um, cervical cancer for sure, and penile cancer. So it's all the places where that HPV can go, and it is unlikely for those. Human papilloma viruses to end up on skin. But if you get a nick like that, like that person did, and they've got the virus and it's just a perfect storm of shitty events, bad then luck, it could yeah. happen. Yeah, that's
4: bad. That's bad luck.
2: But now the squamous cell skin cancer is usually very easy to treat. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, all right. Very good. Well, thank so you. Tayson. I
3: did homework. You Way did
2: taste. It's uh, number one. Yay. Uh oh. Oh, wrong pot, sorry.
3: Give yourself a bill!
2: There you go. Oh, and also Suck it. Stab to the heart. Suck it Scott. This has been Tacey's Topic Time. <laughs> with Tacey. Associate producer. Dr. Scott. Music by Carl Hamburger. Topic time theme used by permission by Harrison Young. I wish I had a script for that, I would've done a little bit of <laughs> All right, very the good. The bill list. Do we not have questions? Yeah,
0: sure we do. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small,
2: You want to do some questions?
3: Yeah, I think people like it when we number do
2: one thing: don't take advice
1: from some asshole on the radio.
2: All right, we'll do it. Here we go. Thank you for your questions, everyone. Uh, hey, doctor. Three four seven seven six six four three two three, and your questions mostly get answered. We, uh, <laughs> I downloaded one from uh, twenty fourteen today that we never got. Oh to, goodness, so, I know. Anyway, we might get to do that one.
5: Doctor Scott, I called in a few weeks back about uh, need to urinate or urge to urinate after I jerk off. Um,
2: Oh yeah, and I actually, dude, I talked to about you on Harrison Young's show. mm -hmm. That that was one of our most requested questions: is postcoital male, you know, urethral burning.
5: You gave me the advice to uh, soak my junk in warm water and want to let you know that that actually worked quite well. Yay. The sensation subsides after uh, just a couple minutes as opposed to, you know, half hour to an hour. So, uh, really good tip to not keep me up at night. Um, I also have a follow-up Give yourself a for like a myself question. One. Um, I have gynecomastia. I've had it, I, well, I developed it probably as a uh young teen when i was quite overweight okay but uh you know with a teenage history of uh eating disorders i went from very overweight obese to anorexic and underweight um but even through all that still had gynecomastia um now i'm healthy fit um you know 20 something and Still have them. Okay. You know, still have my pits. Um, they're probably about an A cup, so fairly sizable for a male. Um, anyway, was just curious if uh, as I get older I should be concerned about uh, possible increased risk of breast cancer and if that's something uh, I should talk to my doctor about getting screened for as I get older.
2: Okay, yes. So um, let's talk about gynecomastia. It's just in in – ...enlarged male breast tissue. Right. And uh, it can be caused in boys or men, usually caused by imbalance of hormones between estrogen and testosterone. And so when he was overweight, uh, he was converting some of his uh, precursors, precursors to estrogen... Instead of testosterone. Instead of t- testosterone. Mm-hmm. And uh, fat tissue uh, plays a role in that. And uh, so he built up some glandular tissue. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he uh, lost weight, it didn't go away because the glands are still there. Right. Now, there is a thing called pseudogynecomastia, and that's where people just get an increase in fat tissue but not glandular tissue. And those people, when they lose the weight, the breast tissue goes away. Now, um, newborns will... Can sometimes get uh, nodules under the nipple, and moms will go crazy thinking that oh my newborn has breast cancer. But a lot of times that's from estrogen uh, transferred to the boy from the mother's uh, bloodstream. Okay, you know while they were attached together in the placenta. And uh, older men can get it just because they're not making as much testosterone anymore. And then boys going through puberty sometimes would come in and they would have, an, you know, this sort of firm nodule under the nipple. And uh, moms would, again, be freaking out or the kid would be. And, uh, it, you know, it, we could reassure them that that was going to go away. But if you have enlarged breast tissue, normally very often it will go away if it's transient through puberty. But if it, you're an adult and it doesn't, then, you you know, it, you can do stuff about it. So, um There are several things that can be done. Scott, you got any info on this from your standpoint before I go on to the Western medicine part? Well, I was going to say, exactly like you, typically it's just an
4: imbalance of um, of fat tissue. I've seen it in in young males that have a really heavy diet full of um, chicken. Oh, because they're it's getting the it from the hormones chicken, yeah. Yeah. instead. Yeah, we're in, instead of hormone-free chicken, so you want I've organic chicken, organic. man? Have you least, seen least, some of at these least chicken no breasts non-hormone-fed?
2: Sam, the cooking guy, had a chicken a chicken breast on the other day. I swear it came from a turkey. It was gigantic. <laughs> yeah. It's just not normal. No, no. So Poor chickens were just, you know, just ripping their Ugh. their uh, chest chest out. muscles <laughs> off and their and their legs. And just eating their legs. Look good though. They are so good. <laughs> gross. You get four of them. You get two wings and two legs off each chicken. It's pretty damn good. The thigh mates all right. That's yeah, that's awful. Then we boil their carcass down and make make stock out of it. And Jesus. And you fry, in. The skin. Yes. The fry the skin. Yes. And then sense. we're eating their skin. Just imagine that's if really it was gross. if chickens were sentient. They would be horrified. That would be awful. <laughs> it's just chicken a chicken apocalypse <laughs> 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 oh
4: my word there's chicken everywhere yes what, what we were you, look, you, happy years ago i mean
2: it's been ten oh, it years b- ago. yeah we, we were talking about super bowl, super bowl. how the, many the chicken i'll look it up i you know we've got a new um a new friend on uh this show is chat gpt oh but oh of course it's saturday chat gpt is uh is um too busy to talk to us. I actually paid for one. We have an AI assistant now called Bright Sonic. Go ahead. Uh, I just
4: I just googled it said 100 or, I'm sorry, 1.42 billion chicken wings
2: just on just Super on Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday.
4: 1.42 billion chicken wings.
2: So that's um so that would be what 55, 550 million chickens.
4: Yeah, yeah. Or Something six, like 600 that. 600 million, yeah. Seven hundred million chickens. 700 million chickens. Ugh. Hail and fire. they're
2: born and, you know, you come out of the... You peck your way out I'm feeling of feeling pretty good about themselves. And, or yeah, some and then good you look food. around and it's like, "What the fuck is this? Where where did all these other chickens
4: come from? Why does it smell
2: so bad a nice in here?" Air
4: conditioned area, and, you know, they're
2: loving, their friends are running around. I Have do a good buy, time. I, I I've fallen for it. I buy the free range chicken <laughs> shit whenever I can. I mean, I still kill them and eat them, but it just seems <laughs> somehow less just horrific. But anyway, but. You know, we're having chicken tonight, and it's awfully tasty. So sorry, chickens. Where were we? Oh, we're talking about organic uh, Ganicusia.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, we have good yes, couple, yeah, couple 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 things from the uh, okay the
2: waiting room. Go ahead. You. So uh, treatment. Uh, if it's just transient hormonal changes, no treatment is required. And uh, will but, it go away? Uh, that's what I'm saying. The transient ones do. Oh yeah, yeah transient. Yeah. The ones that okay. were. You know, the ones that are related to puberty or newborn and stuff like that. But if it doesn't go away and you're an adult and like in this guy doesn't go away, you can take medication. There's a, there is a medication called tamoxifen, which we use in, uh, it's an aromatase inhibitor. And we use it in breast cancer too, to suppress estrogen at the level of the cell, estrogen's effects on the cell. And uh, arimidex is another one. And uh, they are not approved for use in gynecomastia, but they have been. Would I put a young male on tamoxifen or uh, Remadex or, you know, other aromatase inhibitors? I don't know if I would. They, they can also, the aromatase inhibitors can also cause aromatase inhibitor-associated arthralgia. In other words, they get, uh, you know, pain in the joints mm-hmm. from taking those. It's about 5%, but still, you got to be aware of that. Uh, but the other thing is, it's liposuction. It, I mean, if you're in good shape now and you've got muscle tissue under there, and you just can't see your massive pecs because you've got A cups laying on top of them, uh, doing um, liposuction could be the thing. That's yeah. uh, you know, some I've seen. Males do liposuction before and done very well with it. You want to find a place that does a lot of it, that are um, you know well versed in doing this. There are some complications that can be had with liposuction, but that that's that would be my preferred mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You do have to screen for breast cancer, but all males do. Yeah, uh, one out of a hundred cases of breast cancer is uh, is um, in a male. And I think there's, but there's only like maybe 2,000 cases of male breast cancer actually diagnosed annually, and about 400 men die of it. So if that number is right, uh, that means about one in five die from it. So you want to catch it early. Early detection is the thing. So you know, feel. So is
3: this issue?
2: It's very, very small increase in risk.
3: Are you more likely to get breast cancer if you have it?
2: Very slight increase in risk. So instead of. One in 100 people, it might be one in 95, you know, something like that. Okay. Or one in 100 cases is male. And of those, maybe a few of those wouldn't have gotten it if they hadn't had gynecomastia. Put it that way. It's probably a better way to state it. All right. Uh, Good idea to do periodic self-exams. If you've got really big gynecomastia, then you're going to have to get a mammogram. Mm -hmm. And uh, removing that tissue, of course, will will uh, um, decrease your risk back to normal for getting male breast cancer. But um, I, I don't know that I'd go so far as having a mastectomy unless I just had, you know, like decups or something, yeah. you know. All right. But Plus, see, a plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon is the ones that deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, look who just joined us. Who's that? Stacy Deloach. Oh, really? Oh, Hello. Hello, my friend. We don't have any Stacy DeLoach questions. I know it. We're having to Why make questions we? up. <laughs> I know we're, we, right. we're having to make up questions. Let's try this one though. I think this is a good one. Uh, I have to add the .dot mp3 though. Sorry, uh, I apparently didn't do that when I put this in here. There we go. All right. Let's try this one. Hey guys. Hey.
5: So, by the way. Uh, Santa loved himself a woman that wasn't clean. Okay, that's a line from Bad Santa.
2: Oh, uh, Bill Thornton. That's where that came from. Okay, he said that last week. It's the same guy. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I did my. Never seen Bad Santa. I don't like bad Santas. I like I like good Santas, (laughs) except except if it's. what did we watch? Oh, a violent night. Violent night <laughs> was awesome. Thing I loved it. So stupid. My cycle of antibiotics okay. and whatnot. Yes. And my drippy meatus seemed to. I'm gonna give you give you a bell for the proper use of that give word, yourself my a Yes, the meatus, Thanks, aka well, the cockhole. But, but uh, back now, so I guess I'm going back.
5: Anything I need to look out for? Ask for.
2: Well, okay, yeah, I want to know what they tested him for.
5: Consider whenever, I'm in there.
2: I did get the uh, two tests for gonorrhea and
5: chlamydia. Okay, those both came back negative. So it, they had me pee in a cup. That's all I, mm-hmm. I did, really. And they gave me antibiotics
2: and showed me the door. They had you but, pee uh, in a cup. Uh, I'm. I think that is less sensitive test than sticking a swab up your you know, meatus mm-hmm. and uh, letting it sit there for 20 seconds and then twisting it around. It's agony. I mean, it causes uh, some significant discomfort, but it is a very small swab. But when it's going up your urethral meatus, it feels like it's 10 miles wide. It's a
4: sensitive area.
2: Slightly. <laughs> Slightly. So, uh, I you know there are other STDs. If they didn't look at it under the microscope, they couldn't uh, diagnose trichomonas. Mm-hmm. They uh, may have missed uh, chlamydia and gonorrhea. And now the problem is they put you on antibiotic, and so it, they're going to be less likely to detect it now. Even though there might be something residual there, you may have a thing called non-specific urethritis. There is a treatment for this. There's a treatment protocol. A lot of times they'll give you a shot of uh, uh, rocephin or ceftriaxone and then give you doxycycline for 10 days or whatever. And there are some resistant strains too, and those need to be treated differently. So they need to uh, do the next level diagnosis. So please go do that. Let us know next week. This will be the third week in a row. what happened to you and uh, if you uh, got any relief. So on just for everyone else's... Um, edification. Wrap that rascal, <laughs> and use something to prevent uh, disease. Okay. All right. Thank you. End of. Soapbox. Hey, Dr. Steve. Ooh. I'm
1: calling from Pennsylvania. My A name girl. is Sandra, Hello, Sandra, and I'm calling about my husband. He.
4: Boo. Yeah, right. He's right. hard to. Edit, <laughs> Nice try. He
1: has He's not ever been circumcised, and he is now in his mid-50s and is having issues with the skin not being able to pull back over his head. Um, And we have some problems um, in the bedroom when we enjoy one another's company, hmm. it gets torn. And What's that like? And Ooh. And Ooh. is out of commission for a couple of weeks. Ooh, so I'll he bet. really doesn't want to get a circumcision at this point in his life, um, but we're kind of scared that he might need that because it seems like he gets scarring on his foreskin yes. and it's not able no, it to heal. retract and it's going to cause yeah. more problems. So right. we're not well. really sure where to go with this. Uh, we have seen a urologist and... Really didn't get a lot of information at the time, so kind of just wanted to get your idea. I heard there are creams that could possibly help, so just uh, let us know what you think. Thanks.
2: There are, and thank you, and thank you for calling for your husband. Matter of fact, uh, she sent me a a message on uh, the uh, voicemail thing because I always I try to respond Mm -hmm. to the voicemails. And uh, she said she appreciated Tacey being here to uh, discuss, you know, female urologic things. Cool. And then she said, you know, having a dick. Well, no, what it was was she said, thanks for helping me with my husband. Uh, Having a dick sounds like it's, you know, really a pain in the ass. And I said, well. Uh, there's an obvious joke there, but I said, uh, I you know, uh, having a vag also is no walk in the park, according to my wife, and she said, thank you for Tacy for being here to uh, give the woman. That's a side, very nice. That there are there actual actually women listeners other than Amanda and who her right? and, and the Patty, other one. and yeah, Patty and the other one. Patty, you're you're now the other one. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, and if you wonder who we're talking to, we're talking to people in the waiting room, yes. which you can join us on YouTube Saturdays at 1 p.m. Just follow my Twitter at Weird Medicine and around usually around 1 p.m. I'll tweet out the link and then you can come just hang out in the in the room. And we don't make a big deal out of the video presence. If we have 10 people, I'm I'm happy. We get all of our stuff fun. from yeah. uh, from listens on our podcast and on Sirius XM. But, but anyway. Uh, okay, so creams. I think this guy's beyond creams. If they're having sex and his foreskin is ripping oh. and then it's scarring down, I think really we're beyond cream. He Agreed. could try it. They'll give them a, a hormone cream that will help to loosen up the foreskin and try to get it to re- retract back. But what this is what's going to happen. If it continues to scar, uh, and this is called phimosis, by the way, um, if it continues to scar... One day he's going to retract it, and he won't be able to retract it back. Oh! Mm-hmm. And when that happens, that is a medical emer- or surgical emergency. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get surgical treatment stat, what'll happen is the um, uh, you know the head of his penis will slough, slough off. Slough off. He'll kill it, and it'll slough off.
3: Oh. Yes. So not a lot of options, really.
2: No, I would. Uh, I, I mean, if, they, if he really just doesn't want to have a circumcision, go ahead and get the, um, the cream. But you're going to want to see a, a urologist. See them now. Let them examine you. And they're not going to be knife happy on this. They know people don't want circumcisions. They don't exactly get a big kick out of doing adult circumcisions either. But our friend Jefferson the Shyster had one. And he showed it to us here back before we had cameras in the studio. And he was playing baseball the next day. So it used to be if you had a circumcision like Sam Roberts had one. This is what Sam Roberts had. Sam Roberts' phimosis was so tight that he couldn't retract it at all. So he didn't have problems with it ripping. But when he would pee, it would fill up like a balloon. And then he'd have to squeeze it, you know, to get the pressure up high enough to get the urine out if you've gone that far, I mean, he was I think he was 18 or something. He was young. Jesus, yeah. And um, he had <clears throat> uh, a, an adult circumcision. Well, adult. I mean, Sam, even an adult now. But he uh, had an adult He had a, a circumcision over the age of 18. And I think he was on the couch for a week or two. But they do it differently now, Mm -hmm. and the way Jefferson's was done was different than I've ever seen it. Where he had a ring of stitches going all the way around, Mm -hmm. where they had joined up the shaft um, skin with the uh, the Roman war helmet with the Roman war helmet (laughs) skin. Yes, yeah, you know he had almost. I'm just talking about shaft.
4: No, yeah, he he had he had almost no pain. Yep. No. Nothing. Yeah, yeah he was. He, he did extremely literally
2: good. playing ba- baseball the next yeah. day.
4: Yeah, I would I would say in lieu of tearing at anymore, I'd probably look at some.
2: Yeah, just go see a urologist. Yes. Trimmy trim, trim, trim. You could probably convince them to just give you the cream, but I'm I I really think at this point it's affecting their enjoyment. He doesn't want to do it because every no. time he does it, it hurts. Yeah, so I good. mean, you hear about women who have dyspareunia, which is pain during intercourse. They just don't want to have intercourse anymore. If you have pain when you eat, you don't want to eat. You yeah. know, when my feet hurt, I don't want to walk. I I totally get it. So if it's affecting your ability to, you know, dance the dance of the two backed beast, then I would absolutely go uh get that fixed.
3: Well they did go to a urologist, maybe go to a different one. Oh, they, they didn't did she say any... they
2: went to a urologist?
3: Yeah. And well, she said they say? didn't get any much of any what? information. Yeah. yeah.
4: Oh <laughs> shit, I missed that. I was somebody wasn't trying. To... Too busy yeah.
2: thinking about what that's I was awful. Oh no that's terrible. That's awful. Somebody yeah. trying. Come on, make you, an effort. If they just blew you off, I probably would not Go back, de- back. now. Please. If let me, but this is a good point to talk about in general. If you go to your primary care provider or anybody else and they give you something and it doesn't work, don't go, Well, they don't know nothing, I'm going somewhere else because that person's gonna have to start over from square one. Go back to that one, say, Hey, this didn't work, can we go to plan B? Yeah. What are your that, other suggestions? It, it yeah. tells them well, that's a good point. When, yeah. when the obvious thing isn't it, then it tells them. That, okay, it, it's like you're doing an experiment whenever mm-hmm. you treat somebody. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, uh, you are informing them that uh, that hypothesis was incorrect. And now they'll have another hypothesis. We have these things called differential diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, we start working our way down the list. So give them the opportunity to try to make good on that. Because a lot of times that first intervention that they're doing is just a test to see if they got it right the first time. So uh, – Dr. Scott, you got anything else for us? Yeah, we've got two from our fluid family. Oh, on. is that what it is? That's right. We, we just we have a we have <laughs> the a new fluid name. Family. The fluid family. They name themselves that. Yeah. You know, if you name yourself a nickname, it doesn't stick. But that well, technically, that I one suggested I think it. will though. The I suggest it. Family. They agreed. So, um, it, it was gender room. fluid. Yes, How about that,
4: yes. Uh, I don't know. It's too late, Doctor. We've already been voted out. Okay. That's the fluid family. Okay. All right. So
2: fair yeah. Enough. So yeah. So Kevin twenty eight. Well, was the just... fluid family. Oh yeah. Hey, the fluids are in the waiting room. It's yes. the fluid family. Exactly. You okay. Got fair
4: it. enough. See, so Doctor Steve's in now, guys. I'm into it. Yes. Yeah, so as an MD and a TCM practitioner, how do you guys feel about chiropractors? Is it effective for neck and back issues, or is it snake holes? Um, the history and founding of the field seems a bit questionable. You know, wow, well, the history and founding of medicine. Me- medicine is really questionable. So I wouldn't worry about that. No, I, you know, I think, I think it's just like every, every single profession, there are some chiropractors out there that are absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, healers, you know, brilliant people. And then there's some not so, um, cooth chiropractors as well. But I think, I think, uh, many of the ones that we use are, are super. You know they, they know their they know their stuff. They know when to to do their their um, medicine. They know when to refer out for help. And um, so I think it's just like anything else. If you find the right one, they're probably pretty pretty special people. Yeah. If you go
2: to you know a body shop and they start saying, "Well, I could you know make yeah. you I, I could make you a pretty new dress," you, you know that would be stupid, right? Yeah. 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 And so, if you go to a chiropractor and um, they tell you, "I'm going to cure your cancer with coffee enema," that's outside their wheelhouse. Right. Uh, that that particular treatment would be outside the wheelhouse for just about every Anybody. provider. So, um, but chiropractic care is considered effective um, for various forms of neck and back pain, and there are some, you know. Research studies, and not all of them are in chiropractic journals. That that say chiropractic adjustments may be effective treatment for acute low back pain and neck pain and stuff like that. The problem is it's very hard to do a double-blind, placebo-controlled study. But if you go see one and they want to sign you up for twenty visits and uh, hey, pay up front. How about let's try let's do a couple and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, see where it's going. Yep and um, i'm not saying they're unscrupulous i mean there are like scott said there's unscrupulous people everywhere sure. we used to have a chiropractor on the show all the time she's, she's incredible sadly, sadly no yeah. longer with us
4: she was an angel. but uh,
2: dr k was awesome she was fun to have on here and she knew some stuff and yep. when it came to back and neck pain she'd pop in and uh, but she was one of those as you said that knew their lane it's like i have got to know my lane in yep, medicine yep yep Yep. You know, i shouldn't be you know, trying to give people chemo. Yeah. Uh, because I have not been trained in that, and I tell my patients coming to me for influenza at this point is like going to Lane Bryant for tires. <laughs> So, anyway. Hey, Kevin had a follow up question. Hey, why
4: doesn't Dr. Steve has as, as bad of a hillbilly accent as Dr. Scott and Tacy? Oh, that's, that's a good question for that. I, I answered it for I mean, him, a by good way. answer. Oh, you did? I, I told him you're the high flute
2: in hillbilly. That's right. Person. No, I, d- I do have You mine. do. I know you do. I know Mine's actually you, worse than this. You just don't hear it because I went to school to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. And I my original degree was in broadcasting. And to graduate from the radio, television, motion pictures program, you had to take Earl Wynn's speech one and two. And what we didn't know was what he was doing was indoctrinating us in a neutral accent. And and we had no idea. We would go in there every day and go, why in the hell are we having to learn this international phonetic alphabet? So they would give us... Uh, this in, this thing called the International Phonetic Alphabet has a symbol for every sound that the human vocal cords can make, and so if you learn all of those sounds, you that you can write a script in Cockney English, and you can, and if you know the sounds, when you read it, you'll sound like someone that is from wherever you know north london or where i sorry to all my uk brothers and sisters i don't know where the cockney accent comes from i should have just said liverpool because i could have said then you know you sound like as if you were liverpudlian and uh and but what they would do is they they made us the first semester was just learning the international phonetic alphabet and every day we'd go in there and we'd have to learn more symbols and then say them Hmm. and uh then the second semester, you had to read scripts that were written in international phonetic alphabet, but it was written with neutral accent in mind. And so a lot of my southern accent has creeped back, of course, because, you know, it's been 40 years since I went to college. But at the end of that class, none of us had our native accent anymore. And I used to, you know, I... When I lived back there in the holler, I <laughs> talked more like that. And that's a, a little bit of a parody now, but it was that's a lot closer to the way I used to talk than this is.
3: I mean, I take out a lot of my redneck accent mm-hmm. to do the radio show. So, yeah, I mean, if kept... you think this is bad, you should hear me in real life.
2: <laughs> you should hear it when she, Especially after she had a drink. Or oh, new. good oh, Lord. Lord. And kicking somebody out of the house because oh, they Lord. cried yeah, yeah when, she gets that, when She gets that, <laughs> that hair on the back of her neck, stands up. You better look at it. One time, this guy, we had our kid in the car. We were going to the beach for the first time with our kid. He was probably, what, six months old, eight months old at that time. And some guy, I pulled in. I didn't know he was pulling out. He started cussing at us mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and, and, uh, he started yelling at Tacey. Well, she kept started saying stuff to him. I'm like, hey, dude, you know, have a great day and all this, But he wouldn't stop. Oh, no. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. And Tacey was like, well, I'm going to kick your ass. And, <laughs> and, and he said, oh, get the hell out of here, you fat, ugly cow, or something like that. Now, listen, back then particularly, I mean, this was, what, 20 years ago, Tacey was— Quite the striking young lady. And uh, she was. was and, well, I mean, I Well, I'm just, I mean,
3: you know, shit happens, but well, thanks God. All
2: right. I'm, I'm not, how do you say that? Uh, Tacey was hot just like she is now. There you go. Uh. Now it's better. And um, uh, yeah, I kind of fucked that one up, didn't I? <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: It's true, Steve. It's all right.
2: But I mean, you were anything other than what he was calling you, and Tacey was like,
3: I had my phone, and I said, look, the police station is across the street. Yeah. I'm dialing 911 so right gotta, now. Get the fuck out of here right and now. He, and then
2: he was like, you're <laughs> ugly. And she's like, I'm hot. I'm hot. <laughs> sounded, sounded like Angela from uh, 90 Day Fiance. Now, listen. <laughs> oh, my. Dig a little deeper than Something's
3: well going to be said later
2: on. Six, I'm, talking, I'm glad I'm out of here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, you were just saying that your accent is worse. I was just giving an example Mm -hmm. of what might bring it out. Just
3: dig, dig, dig,
2: dig. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So where were we talking about (laughs) chiropractors? So anyway, yes. One last question. Then we're yeah, right a, a, there oh, was there was a study in the Journal of the American Medical Association that found that chiropractic care combined with the usual medical care for low back pain provided greater pain relief and greater reduction in disability than Medicare, medical care alone. So that's that's good enough for me. If you if you think it helps you, great. If you don't, then just move on. Don't sign up for twenty visits. All right. What else? You got yeah, last of? last one was from 89 Brooks,
4: just asking about if there are traditional Chinese herbs that can help with the uh, the gynecomastia. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you
2: have any sort of estrogen blockers? I know you have all kinds of pro-estrogenic Things.
4: Well, we would. What I would do first of all, there are some a class of you know herbs that, that help drain phlegm. So that's one thing I would use. The other okay. thing I would use is a class of herbs that might help enhance the the testosterone production and okay and support the male.
2: Well, why don't we just do a PubMed? Just see if someone's ever done a study on that. Yeah. So check
4: out check out Ru, Ru Song. How do you spell it? Ru Song R U um, C O N G C
2: O N G Yeah. Okay. Ru Song. Ru Song Wong w-a-n-g yeah W a n g. will be a-n-g so, so you're going to song your wall well
4: you, 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 we give you the, the the scientific yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah c-i-s-t-a-n-c-h-e cistanci tubulosa cistanci Sustantia tubulosa tubulosa oh there it is and of course you can always use the stragglers Okay, yes. Substantia tubulosa and gynecomastia. Let's look at that. Oh, no, I bet it's never been. I, I'm just... You I, yeah, never know. You never know. Yeah, nope, be. nothing on that. Yeah. But that's what I would... I would do something like that. If, okay. if they wanted me to try and help, that's what I would do first. Okay. Yeah. All right. And first, take them off a of chicken, hormone-fed chicken, for sure. Or anything else might making, yes, that might be making it. Yes, that might be exacerbating it. Yeah.
2: Good one. Okay. That's what I would All do. All right.
4: Hey, Carla's yeah. made it. Who? Love Carla. Carla carla finch oh carla
2: yay hello carla we were on her uh bennington uh group chat one time you remember that taste that was fun it was during covid and we got together downstairs and there were all those people on the thing and we talked to them oh
3: yeah yeah
2: that was carla who set that up all right well thanks everyone and uh, appreciate everyone being here and everyone who's made this show happen over the years listen to our siriusxm show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. And don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Until next time. Check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody.
3: Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.
2: (laughs)
0: When you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i . c o m. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com.